Hello guys and welcome back to the RS Weekly Podcast with me, Reese, And me, Sam. And we've got a new member to the team. We certainly have. Did it, did it, did it. Introduce yourself. Um, hi again, it's uh, Adam, back from last week. Woo! Back He's back from the return of the match. Once again. Return right, so of the match. We're getting off copyright. Okay. Um, we have asked Adam nicely if he would like to be a part of this podcast and he has politely said... Yes, and we are both very happy to have yeah. him on board. Well, it would have been pretty awkward if he said no. No, it would be. To it be would fair. have been, yeah. Um, it would have been very fee, awkward. The appearance fee is very lucrative, so... Uh, We've got a contract <laughs> being drawn up as we speak. He's paying us mine. Um, no, he also is really massively happy to have you on board, mate. I'm not even sure massively happy is the same, but it is right now. Um, yeah, really, really happy to have you on board, mate. Really good uh, feedback off the last podcast, and I think it's logical going forward. So we have a new member to the team. To be honest, mate, I got, I got, it, it wasn't even a hard choice, really. As soon, no, as, as, soon as you mentioned it, I was no, like, yeah, it was like saying, "Would you like to take Lionel Messi on loan for free?" Yeah. It was a no-brainer. It's literally. Well, um, I do appreciate it, guys. I um, thoroughly enjoyed it last week. I've enjoyed obviously listening to the podcast since you've had it up and running. But yeah, um, thrilled to be part of the team. Yeah. Got some good ideas, and we'll see what we can go in there. Yeah, definitely, mate. Really good ideas going forward. Uh, This podcast is being brought to you, brought to you, should I say? Sponsored by SixMedia.co.uk. Our mate Gareth Morgan over there. If your business needs a spruce up, uh, new logo, or just general business needs, he's your man. He is. So, shall we go over the results from the predictor? Yes. 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 Bit of a dry week this week. Well, I say dry, it's like Gandhi's flip-flop. It was dry. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, it dry uh, as dry goes, it was pretty dry <laughs> this week. Um, yeah. Like Sahara Desert, kind of oh, dry. Yes. First game, 12.30, Norwich versus West Ham. We was all horrendously wrong. Again. I don't think any of us saw West Ham scoring four. Especially no. Antonio as well to get four. Can you four. just imagine the odds on West Ham to win 4 0 and Antonio to get four? Somebody out there, I'm telling you, I'm just waiting for the Facebook snapshot of a picture from someone's betting account that's put a stupid bet on. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw West Ham winning 4 0 and Antonio scoring four. Definitely a, a big bet there. It's a shame Sam didn't have his uh, big yeah. black pants on and put a bet Yeah, on he didn't carry his cojones with him, I'm afraid. They kept in his purse. It wasn't this game I was betting on anyway. But yeah, I don't think uh, any of us saw that coming, but um, good result for West Ham. Very good result for West Ham. Well, what a result that was. Um, obviously, Norwich got relegated yeah. on the back of that game. Record. Yeah, the most well, most relegations. Yeah, most relegations out of any team to ever play in the top flight. I think it speaks volumes. Norwich just haven't been good enough this year. I remember watching the first game. Bit of a weird story. I was broke down on the M180 on the way home from work Friday night. Liverpool Norwich first game of the season. I ended up watching it on Sky Go in my car, and I'm not joking you. I thought Norwich are going to struggle this year because they're so open, so open. Like they can't, they cannot stop conceding goals. When you're down at the bottom and you're playing a team, another team at the bottom like West Ham, who haven't been particularly great this season, 
to lose 4-0 against them in such a big game, it, it says it all, really. Um, there were a few games that Norwich played. I think, like you say, that first game against Liverpool, you kind of looked and thought they were doomed from the beginning. They seemed to pick up a little bit, had a couple of reasonable results, but they've just not, not got going. The goals haven't come. They've let in too many. And unfortunately, if you don't score and you don't keep clean sheets, you're going down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't really know how else to... I can't really sum it up better than what you've just said there. What worries me about Norwich City is that they've now set this record. Look, read into that what you will... It is a bad record to have, yeah. I don't think it means a great deal in the grand scheme of things because that that could be going back over years and years, couldn't it? I mean, I I, I remember at least through two or three times they've gone down, but I the think thing the, is they are coming back up again. So yeah, you've got to commend them. For yeah, that. so read into that. It's it's, it, it's glass half full, glass half empty, isn't yeah. it? It depends which way you want to look at it. What do you think about it, Sam? Because I'm not so sure about Norwich. I, I I just think that they look so average. I don't think they spent enough money in the August transfer window. I think that was the, I think that was Norwich's biggest problem. They didn't spend enough money. I mean, they had to rely on Timu Puki, who I'm not being funny is a he's a Championship striker. Fair play to him. He come when he first started in the Premier League. He, he was bagging goals in for Norwich, but you just you cannot rely on one striker to score you as many goals as he has. For Norwich this season, I don't know about what any of you guys agree with. It. Well, I think that the goals that Timu Puki was getting in the first, I'd say the first third of the season, I think it lulled people into a bit of a false sense of security. Yeah, because he did look. I mean, the guy was on fire last season. Look, there's no two ways about it. It doesn't matter what level you play at. You could play at Sunday League. It doesn't matter if you're bagging thirty a season. You've got something about you. There's something about you that can score goals. You've got something else that somebody else might not have. I just think that because he scored a few goals at the start of the season, I remember didn't he get was it two or three against Newcastle at home? He did put he did put a couple of bastards, yeah. <sighs> you well. had to fucking drop that in there. No, you? but I know but I'm just using that as an example because yeah, that's yeah. one that I remember. He scored he, to be honest, he scored he scored at Anfield, he did. Yeah, I remember and then that. He scored if I'm right in thinking, I'm sure he got at trick against Newcastle. I'm sure he got at trick. I might be wrong, but I'm sure he did. I just think because that... he got, I always remember he got Player of the Month, and he's I always remember it because he'd come out on FIFA and I got his card. That's the only reason I remember him having a good month. Since then, mate, he just seemed to have. I mean, they had a good game against Man City when they beat him at. Uh, um, they beat him at Carrow Road. Yeah, I remember that. But that wasn't no to do with Pookie. Pookie wasn't even. I don't even think Pookie got involved. In no, that game. I think that the, the the problem is for Norwich that. You you just touched on something a minute ago that said it perfectly. I was actually listening to a podcast earlier on today while I was in the bath. Um, pretty graphic for anybody that wants to see my fat rolls in the bath. Um, you said something about spending money. Mm. I actually listened to that earlier. Eight million pounds. It's mad, isn't it? Eight million. And if you think that Aston Villa and Fulham in the last two seasons... Teams that have got promoted from the championship via the playoffs or automatically, whichever way, received like it was eighty, ninety million pound. I think yep. they get huge. Aston Villa and Fulham have both spent over hundred million pound in, in the down. summer after being relegated, uh, after being promoted. Sorry, Norwich spent eight million quid. It's not enough to. Um, it's not enough to get you one player in the squad. No. You, you're talking about a serious fairy tale story if they manage to stay up. Sheffield United being maybe a bit of an exception. Yeah. 
Because they didn't buy Sander Berger until January, wasn't it? Saying that though, mate, the Bolts, you, you won about Sheffield United, but Sheffield United did get some good signings in the January transfer. No, I'm not the, saying they didn't, the but they're probably window. the exception of a club not spending a huge, huge amount yeah. of money. And, well, we all, we've all seen what they've done this year. It's been absolutely fantastic. But Norwich, to me, just a prime example of a team that's stuck between the Premier League and the Championship. Yeah. I've seen it. West Brom, yeah. West Brom was the same. They they was called the Yo-Yo Club because they'd go up one year, down the next, up one year. They're too good for the Championship, but they're not quite good enough for the Premier League. They're in that, and I would put Norwich City in that because of the. I mean, obviously now setting the record for most relegations. The problem is to get relegated five times, you've got to get promoted four. So, you know, I think there's there's definitely different ways you can look at that. Not good enough this year, though. No, definitely not good enough, so we can see why they're down where they are. Yeah, definitely. Um, moving on to the next one of the half past 12 kickoffs. <sighs> we will on the... only spend a few seconds talking about yes, this game. Yes, um, we shall spend approximately three minutes, no, sorry, three seconds talking about this game. Watford was two, Newcastle two, one. Yes, so Dwight Gale put us ahead. We're looking quite good. I was quite happy that we'd got the first goal for a change. Um, but giving away two penalties, which happened to be the first two penalties Newcastle conceded all season. I didn't know <laughs> that, by the way. Um, just out there. I didn't actually know that until you've just sat down. Yeah, and uh, to give them away in really a game that we should have been winning. Um, uh, it's, helped Watford, it's helped Watford out as we'll go through the results and we'll see how it's looking down at the bottom. Yeah, you, you you can't say a lot really. If you lose two one and the only goals they scored were both penalties, you know it's not not great great to watch to to talk about and to view. Um, yeah, a bit of a poor performance. The thing is, I'd, I'd be pissed off if we was fighting for relegation, but I'm not pissed off because we we are technically safe. If that was a result that we're fighting for relegation, then I would be fucking fuming because they asked two stupid penalties. That are not penalties, in yeah, my opinion. Do you not think part of the problem now for Newcastle, as an outsider, because I don't support them, as an outsider looking in, do you not think the problem is that now because they know they're safe, they don't have anything to play for? We don't have anything to play for, and I think it's now getting to that stage with a few games left. More talk about the takeover is coming in, and we're seeing a little bit more now, Steve Bruce. Um, speaking about it in a press conference, wanting the Premier League to pull the finger out and and move things on, um, that's probably that's had an effect on the game. I mean, it's another game where we've not particularly dominated in any of the any of the stats, but we've not looked particularly awful. No. I mean, we've won from positions where we've had less possession and less shots. <laughs> that's Newcastle. Um, but you know, I think. I think some of the lads are probably ready for the season to come to an end. The takeover either disappear or it happen, and then we can start to move forward and build build for next year. I I think, just quickly touching on it, I'm not sure if this is going to harm or do Steve Bruce's chance. If the takeover does happen, if he's going to keep his job or not. Because I'm looking at it now thinking, right, We've seen it so many times in the Premier League and other leagues. When you're not in when you're not in danger of relegation, and when you're not in danger of getting into Europe or winning the league, you're stuck in that lull. It, look, you can say what you want about them being professionals 
whatever. It must be hard to motivate yourself to play the rest of the games knowing that you have nothing to play for. You're not even playing in front of any fans of 50,000. You can guarantee, you can bet your ass if Almiron was having a stinker in front of 50,000, whether they was playing for summer or not, he'd get a rocket up his ass. They don't even have that. Do you know what I mean? It's not like they can go off the crowd to get them motivated because there's nothing there. Oh, what? We'll go off the Tannoy system and listen to fans that recorded. Do you know what I mean? It, it must be hard. Surely. The fans up there are so vocal that it can change it yeah. can change the game. Yeah. The thing is with Newcastle fans as well, if if you're not playing very well in the first 10, 15 minutes, you fucking know about it. Because them jo- 50,000 Geordies, mate, on your ass, you are going to hear about it. Where I mean, it? you've never been before. And when me, me and him have been, if you don't play very well, like, for example, who was it a few seasons ago? Johan Gufran, he, he lost a ball. And I've never heard St James's Park... Boo as loud as I did when you and Goofan left that ball. Do you not think? It, do you not think it's a little bit too far though? No, I think that's what you need. It's a lot. It's a lot of pressure. Um, if you're getting on, it's not good to be getting on a player's back. But it depends on the character of the player. If you boo someone and then five minutes later they win the ball, skin a couple of players and whip across in, you'll it's be happy. Yeah. Here and it's done its job. But if you get to the point where every time someone touches the ball and you're booing and you're the, look, against I'll, I'll be honest, right? I, I, I'm not going to be hypocrite and say I don't agree with booing. I do, but only to certain circumstances. I'll give you an example. I remember going to watch United. This was a few years ago. Oh, and I'd we, boo at any of their games, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, it was, I remember, it was actually against Norwich, and it was Ryan Giggs' first game in caretaker charge, right? Is that when what Tete scored that screamer? Was that, was that the game where Tate scored? No, no, we won 4-0. Who was, who was the one that Tate scored? But anyway, no, basically, game. I can't remember what player it was, but every time, it, it was one of the players that's been moved on long since, but every time he touched the ball, I could hear a section under me because I was sat in the east stand and it was right down... Have you seen at Old Trafford where the disabled yeah, fans yeah, sit yeah, at the bottom? Yeah. Well, it was in the seats just above them, and I could hear this guy absolutely smashing him all game, pelters. Was it Yanazai, by any chance? It, what, it might have been Yanazai, possibly. So I know Yanazai had an absolute stinker that game. But, because it was obviously after David Moyes had left, so Yanazai will have still been there. I'm not sure if it was or not. I can't, but all I remember is this guy standing up and giving this guy pelters every 10, 15 seconds. You're like, will you give this guy a break? Because it was every time that he came anywhere near him. And I thought, do you know what? If you did that in the street to someone, they'd probably smash you. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It and I'm like, it's, it's mad how it changes in a footballing atmosphere, inside a football ground. Everything seems permitted, doesn't it? Like, you've got, you've got your licence to swear at somebody. I'm not saying that teams shouldn't boo. If your team literally looks like it's not trying, then you give them pelters, because that's probably what they need. But I do think, I've watched a few Newcastle games before, and I'm like, Christ, the, guy, the guy's had like four bad touches, and you're absolutely caning him. Do you know what I mean? Like, if he's the type of character that needs an arm round his shoulder, well, he ain't going to get it from them, is he? Not from the fans, not... I do think it's a fine line. And I'm not saying don't do it, but I'm also saying you've got to be careful because you could destroy somebody just by doing that. All I'm saying is, mate, when I take you to Newcastle, you will understand. 
you will understand why Newcastle fans. Yeah, but I don't, I'm, I'm not sure. It's I will because it's because because I don't. It's because it's so because Newcastle fans are so passionate about the. Club. Yeah, but th- that's that's what do, it is. Yeah, but do you not think that's a problem in itself? The fact that y- you can call yourself passionate, but it don't mean you have to cane your team every five minutes. No, I, I get I get what you're saying, mate. But if you're not, team, I'm not digging out team, Newcastle fans like you and Adam. I'm not digging you out. I'm just saying, like, do you not think it's a little bit far sometimes? But then again, I understand why they do it. Because it, it, it's a working class area. Yeah. They pay a lot of money yeah. to go watch Newcastle, or some of them do. And we're not perform all the time. No. Yeah, no, it must be frustrating. I get that. Yeah, it is frustrating. Do you know what I mean? I've been to watch United in the last few years, and we've been dog shit. And honestly, like, but you will very rarely hear booing. Because no. they know it's not the way. You just can't hear anything now. Unless, That's what Mate, let's let's not do nah. There's so, one little so, there's one little section in nah, nah, I'm where not the tunnel that. is, that's no, it, that's no, all you hear. No, no, no. Oh, is that the way? No. That's all you hear. No, not having that. No, I'm not having it. But anyway, no. let's go on to a di- let's go on to uh, a different Yeah, game so we was all hori- well to be fair, I was the closest one that said one one in the Watford Newcastle game. Um you what said you two say? one Adam and you said three one Newcastle. We were wrong. Yeah, so we was all ten pound better now and all. Yeah. Haha. Um I playing golf at So Liverpool Burnley three o'clock kickoff. Uh, well, I'll be the, I'll, I'll kick it off. I didn't fucking see that coming. No, um, with the form of both teams and the fact that um, Liverpool seem to be playing very well, um, one all draw. I mean, to be fair, one of the Burnley are one of the teams that can sometimes cause cause a bit of an upset against some yeah. of the bigger teams. Um, you know, when you've got. Players like Chris Wood up front, you know, he can be a handful. He's a, a big lad up top. Um, you know, one all, great result for Burnley. But is that uh, also down to the fact that Liverpool are now coasting a little bit? I know that Liverpool want the record. Well, I don't think they can get it now, can they? They didn't they? get it now. No, because they, they can't doesn't. get it now. But that's really all they've got to play for. They've already won the league. They know that nobody is within a country mile of them. In the league, and they've won it anyway, so it doesn't matter. But I watched them in the City game, and I, I, they played. It was a Villa the game after, wasn't it? They played Villa at home. Yeah, they played Villa at home, and I think they won one two nil, two nil in the end. I mean, Villa played all right in parts in that game, but even in that game, Liverpool looked all right, I guess. But they, they, it's like they're in second gear because they've got no to play for now. They know they're not going to beat the record, so what else? To, do you know what I mean? They, they could literally play in cruise control for the rest of the year, and yeah. they'd still get an unreal points tally. Yeah, and I think you know they did. They did uh, hand a couple of starts. They started Williams and Jones, a couple of the youth players. Yeah, it's good. Well, always I'm not nice. Say. Always nice to see at the end of the season. Yeah, I'm teams. not going to share that opinion. You don't like it? No, I don't. Do not. No, and I've actually spoke about this on the pod before because you've just brought that back to me. If a team has no, it- Curtis Jones maybe is an exception. I don't think Nico Williams is going to get a sniff next year, unless it's in cup competition. I don't see the point in playing kids at the end of the season. I just don't. I, re- I honestly don't because I think if they're not going to play next season, what is the point in playing them at the end of the season for them to go out on loan or get sold? I just don't. That's just my opinion, mate. I don't see the point. It's in a it good. It's a, in my eyes, it's a good chance to see them playing and it not be like a cup competition because cup competitions even when you're playing a weaker weaker team everything goes out the window form and everything goes out the window for me I think getting them in it's probably a bit weird this year with no fans but getting them into that experience I said trying this. to get them in the team um, because it only takes a few bad games 
for Trent often to get injured or, you know, for Genie to, to, to be off his game, for someone like that to come through. And if they're showing it behind doors, then, you know, I think it, they if they're playing well, they deserve the opportunity. I mean, no, I, I understand. I, I get... Sorry, carry on, mate. It's, it's a good opportunity for teams, I suppose, like Newcastle, who have got not a lot to play for, no. like Liverpool, who've already won the league. You know, in my eyes, I'd be playing some of the younger players to give some of the um, stars a rest, simply because it's probably going to be a short turnaround this year between the end of the season and the start of next season. Do you not think, though, that... Don't get me wrong. I, I I look at both sides. I understand why kids United have done it in the past. I remember playing a kid that's at Preston, Josh Harrop. Yep. They played him at the end of the season, scored against Crystal Palace. Do you know what I mean? I understand why they do it, but I just think it's it's the. I think it's everything rolled into one. It's because they don't have anything to play for. You're almost. Look, I understand that young players need a chance in a football team. Right, everybody needs to be given an opportunity to be able to shine. I understand that. You're telling me that Nico Williams is going to get a proper look in next year. If, I don't see the point, mate. I can't get it. No, and probably if, if Trent carries on the form that he's in, um, he may well not. But what happens if Trent gets injured and they don't sign No, the, but again, this position? is why I say I understand both sides. Yeah. I get it. If it was me, I wouldn't, just because I think... I'm not saying they're not being professional because they are, but at the same time, I've seen United do it before. Literally, within three weeks of Harrop scoring for United, he was sold on a free to Preston. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I this... get, yeah, and I see what it does seem pointless, but as as a Liverpool youth player, the first thing you want to do is get a game for Liverpool. I mean, they've done that. They've played for Liverpool. If they go, they go. They they can always turn around and go. Well, hang on a minute. I played at Anfield. Yeah, I mean, you're wondering about what, like Adam said, the youth players. I mean, look at Matty Longstaff, Sean, that Steve Bruce probably been against. They got a chance against probably one of the biggest, probably one against one of the biggest teams in England in Man United. Goes and scores against Man United. Very, very different. Very different because that wasn't at the end of the season. No, and I get, and I get the, what you're saying. This but is you're, my point. you're going on about getting young, getting young kids' experience. Yeah, but that was because he that's, had that's to. What, yeah, but yeah, that's, that's what that's it been, is. Yeah, but it's not. It's completely different, Sam. It's completely different. Middle of the season is different to the end. We, we're talking about... This was in, what, November, December? Yeah, November. Steve Bruce looks at this kid every week in training. He's thinking, no, nah, I'm going to chuck this lad in because he's decent. He puts himself about. He gives his all for the bat. He will bleed black and white for Newcastle. <laughs> if you cut him up and he'd bleed black and white, right? Oh, that's fair enough. We're talking about the middle of a season when everything's to play for. I'm not talking. That, that's completely different. No, to get, at the I end of the season, I get what you're saying, mate. Playing players that you know is not going to play in the first team next season, or it's very unlikely. Most of them will be sold anyway, and, it, and maybe retain a few. That's my argument. I just don't see the point. But I also understand the other side of it, where you're giving young kids experience. Of playing, even if they never play for that football club again, that's going to be. I, I totally understand that, but I do think it's something that it does it does get underneath my skin. It does because I just think you're almost giving him a high. Off you go, son. Yeah, we don't deem you as good yeah, enough to that. play. That's my that's my opinion. 
I don't really see the point. Curtis Jones maybe is a bit of a different one because he's already played in the first team yeah, at yeah. parts this season. He's already had a look in. And maybe Nico Williams as well because he has as well. But there's probably going to be other kids that come into a starting eleven for a different team that will never play for him again. I just don't get it. I don't. But, anyway. We're not football managers. No. And this is why. <laughs> so This is why we're all, all through. This all is why I'm basically this. unemployed. Yeah. Um, so, quickly moving on. Sheffield United versus Chelsea. <coughs> Another result where, if I'd have put money on, I'd have kicked myself. Should we ask... Should we just ask, ask where, where's Mike been, Mike? He's been very quiet. Do you know what? Should we set out a search party for Mike McDonald? I think we should, make Because I've not heard from quiet. him at all. Yeah. He's it's, gone very we, quiet. If you are listening, Mike, we hope you are all right, mate, because we are very concerned Look, about I, you. No, mate. honestly, I was genuinely concerned for your safety. Please, honestly, this is heartfelt, mate. If yeah. no one's understanding what we're on about, yeah. Sheffield United absolutely trolled over Chelsea. Basically, I've been getting stick off my mate Mike for about three weeks. Oh, Chelsea are buying this player. This deal's going to be done for this player. Yeah, and then they get battered 3 0 by Sheffield. Yeah. It wasn't a good performance, to be honest No, Chelsea. it wasn't. But I'll tell you something. Forget how bad Chelsea were in parts. Sheffield United were unbelievable. Yeah, they battled for everything, every second ball. I think they had a fair few chances as well. I mean, I remember Moussa could have made it four, yeah. um, went through on goal and put it wide. Sheffield United, what a story. I mean, feel free to discuss, lads, but what a story this season. They just keep getting better and better, in my opinion. I mean, after the lockdown period, they had a bit of a shaky start. But to me, mate, I just think Chris Wilder's got an unbelievable team there. He's got them playing the way he wants them to play. They're winning games, they're impressing. Um, I mean, you think he's he's got six players that he had with him in League One. How mad is that? Six yeah, players that was in League Honestly. One. And they could be going to play in the Europa League next season, mate. That yeah. is fucking mad. Well, and what a job he has done with playing with sticking, can we just say, with sticking with the same formation that he was in in League One, the Championship, and then even risking it in the Premier League. That takes some bottle off. Yeah, it does. And look, have they already decided manager of the season? No, but it's between, it, it is between him and Klopp. Do you think... Wilder should get manager of the season. And I'm not saying this with a biased head on. I genuinely think he should win it. I, do. I think he should. I think Klopp's done a good job. But um, I think a good manager could do well at um, Liverpool. With that team. Yeah. With that team. I think it takes something else to get a team with the players of the quality. They're good players. Exactly. To get them beating this, yeah. teams like Chelsea. Yeah. 3-0 with... Barely 30% possession. Exactly my point. Can we just say, exactly. they have done the double over Chelsea as well. No, they haven't. Sorry. They drew. They, they drew, drew Stamford Bridge. But that is, that is very good to look at on your stats. Look, I'm, I'm just saying it as I see it, right? And I think with the resources that Wilder's had to work with, he's got, he's, as you say, I watched him when they was in League One. No, I did. Right, and rightly so, he's kept the same team because... They would run through a brick wall for him. Yep. It's fairly obvious. Um, and I just think that Sheffield United, although they have a, had a lot of plaudits, they don't get enough. No. I don't think people will realise until after this year just what Sheffield United have done this year. And I hope that it gets recognised. And I hope for Chris Wilder 
with him being a Sheffield lad, you know, he loves the club. He he knows the club inside out. He's got a lot of connections to it. Everything to me, the whole story, everything, the way they've performed. Um, and after coming back after the lockdown, they looked a bit shaky. I mean, they got a, took a pasting at Newcastle. Yeah. I mean, to be um, honest, the first game they come back from, I think that VAR decision knocked their confidence, I think. I don't, I that, don't know in the that, grand scheme of things, Sam. I don't know if one call, when they drew the game as well, I don't know if that... Is one for you. Do you reckon that will cost their Europa League spot? No. No. That decision? No. I don't think you can put it down to that. It, it's... Um, it'd be it'd be tough if it did go down to the fact that they'd not won that that game. But there's probably situations if you look through the season where they could have turned a draw into a win or you know got the point from somewhere else. So yes, it was um, not great to watch that um, to see it how far the ball, it was how far terrible. the line it was. But you can't you can't put it down to one uh, situation. Just just go no on. no. I mean it's a good question, but it's. It's all if, yeah. buts and maybes, isn't yeah. it? Because we're not going to know until the last game of the season when the last ball's kicked. We're not going to know. So, it's uh, for the minute, it's a good question, but it's if, buts and maybes. Could you imagine Mbappe, Neymar and Cavani running at Bramall Lane oh, on a Wednesday night? Cold Wednesday night. Oh, that's going to be horrible for them. Well, it's looking... The thing is, right, and I'm going to ask you both this question because it's happened to teams before. Do you think they'll get found out next season? No. Yes. I do. Do you? I do. I think Honestly, I do. I don't want them to, but I think they will. See, because I've... teams will work out eventually a way of playing against overlapping centre-halves, as mad <laughs> as that sounds. Teams will work it out. They will. It's, look, we're talking about the creme de la creme of football players here. We're talking about top elite-level footballers like your Arsenal, Tottenham, Chelsea, City, Liverpool. United. They've had Maybe a season, not. they've come in, they've played really well, they've done something different to what everyone else does and sometimes it does take something different and you will see changes in formations throughout the league. I mean, there was probably a time where everyone just played 4-4-2 and that was... Well, United was won the treble on 4-4-2. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're now seeing different formations countering different other ones. Um, but yeah, I think, to be fair, they've had a good season. I don't think they'll do this well next season. I still think they'll be a good side. Mm. But yeah. I think Sander Berg's been a very big influence on these second half. This well, part I, of the second I half think he's season. a genuine. Just, I mean, we'll go back to that in a minute. But I personally think they'll get found out next season because we're not talking about bog standard Sunday coaches here. We're talking about some of the best yeah. football brains on the planet: Klopp, Guardiola. Bielsa. If Leeds go up, which it looks like they will. Um, we're talking about proper footballing brains here that could work most things out tactically. And I do believe that they'll get found out next year because teams will figure out a way to either stop them scoring or a way to smash them on the counter that's because it. that's not going to work against everybody. I think if they play in Europe next year, fucking best of luck to them. Honestly, I take my hat off to you. Best of luck to you. But some teams in Europe will give them a pasting next year because foreign football in different countries is very, very different to how we play. Different gravy. Yeah, it is. It's a different level. Um, Whether that's better or worse, it doesn't matter. 
different leagues tend to have different approaches. We've seen it with Spain, very tactical game of football, very passing orientated Italian Italian football is based on you have a solid defence, build from that. Yeah. And Bundesliga is probably the closest league in terms of like the the pace and the standard of football that's played. Bundesliga is probably the closest to the Premier League. Yep. Somewhere, somewhere along the line, someone will figure out a way to play Definitely. against Sheffield United. They will. Um, and then other people will go off that. Question for you both. Where do you reckon Chelsea will finish? Probably third. Adam? Yeah, probably third. I think United are going to miss out. I think Chelsea, if I'm right in thinking, I think Chelsea have got the hardest running in the last three. It's either Chelsea, Leicester or United who have got that last... Who got well, the... Man United have got to go to Leicester on the last game of the season, yeah. but our running until then isn't that bad. But no, we've got Palace away. I next. think... It, I'm sure it's Chelsea who have got the, the three toughest games. Just go on to Chelsea's... Click on Chelsea's name and just go on to next fixtures. I am sure Chelsea have got the hardest running. I'm sure they've got the next top um, thingy. Because they've got Liverpool at the weekend. They have. Can you get it up? What's that, sorry? Who Chelsea's next fixtures are. I'm sure it's Chelsea... Is there anything out written down? I'm sure it's Chelsea's... um, uh, Chelsea's won a lot, by the way. They haven't got any of the bottom five. No, I know know they've got to play... um, They have to play Liverpool again, which is at Anfield. I know that. But I'm sure Chelsea have got the toughest running going. Please bear with us while Yeah, we... just bear with us. Yeah, we are just double-checking this. Because decisions. I know Man United have got Palace, Leicester, and who else have you got? Who's your, last, who's your other game? Well, Chelsea have got to play Liverpool, Wolves. Yeah. The, the, uh, and who's the last they game? They play Liverpool away, Wolves, Wolves at home, um, and no, nothing else game, is showing their up. Game, it's their game tonight. So Norwich tonight is their so game, after oh, the right. game tonight with Norwich, the, Chelsea will have played more games than everybody else. They've only so, got two, so there's left two more left. So they've got two more left. I mean, you they look play, at that. They, they play Wolves at home on the last game of the season, and they play Liverpool away on next Wednesday. But Wolves they have United in the cup. On Wolves Sunday. is not an easy game. No, but the problem being, it depends what happens with Wolves from now because I don't think they're going to get Champions League. But they are cementing their Europa League spot because if they but, finish sixth, they've automatically got in. They don't have to qualify. But if they win the Europa League, mate, they can go straight into Champions League. No, they can. And if they there do, there is some very good teams left in the exactly, Europa League. Exactly. But if they do win it, fair play to Nor- uh, to Wolves. But we'll get onto them. No, no, I won't begrudge him. I won't begrudge him at all. But we will um, get to Wolves. Yeah. Um, so you said for you reckon? Yeah, actually, to be fair, back to the predictor. None of us got it right. No, we no. didn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well done. Um. So, moving on, this one was squeaky bum time. Brighton and Ove Albion, Manchester City. <laughs> right, I said 3-0, Adam went 4-0, you said 6-0. Now, I'll be honest, I thought you were start raving bonkers to go for 6-0. At 5-0, my ass was twitching. <laughs> we didn't want you to get that point. I, 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 That'd be the most ridiculous point anybody's ever got on the pod. I'm I, I, doing it. I went. I remember. I went to bed early because I was at work the next day, and I, I remember you texting me saying, "How fucking close would you to get a point?" And I looked and I was like, "What the fuck?" I'm not. I'm not kidding you, mate. My ass was twitching. I thought if he gets a point for that, that is ridiculous. The thing is, mate, City just score goals. The score goals for fun. Look, we. we I. I always thought that City were going to score goals. I went moderate at three 0 
I mean, Adam, to be fair, went 4-0. And we want... Well, I didn't want that far away, but you won goal off a 4-5. Jesus Christ. I, told, mate, I, I told you when we did the last podcast, City will score for fun. If City start, they will they will keep on going and no, going. No, of course going. they will. The thing is, they're bred to play that way, aren't they? Guardiola will not have it any other way. You know he won't change. He's already he's already said that they've not been good enough this season. No. So I think he's now, and you can see it in the last few results. You know they they have obviously had a bit of a rocket and um, going forwards into next season they need to improve and this is the beginning they've they, needed that really, I really want to ask you a question briefly having got the news what came out yesterday how big is that going to be for Manchester City now because that's now massive. that gives them no that boundaries massive they don't have to worry about losing players like De Bruyne nobody's going to go Sterling, anywhere Aguero. not a chance Nobody's no going point. anywhere. You know, everyone, everyone a few weeks ago was thinking, oh, you know, who's De Bruyne going to be playing for? Obviously, Sane's gone anyway. Uh, but there's a lot of big names in that uh, in that uh, team that are getting towards the latter stages of their career um, where you would be thinking, as a De Bruyne, you're thinking, right, if I can't have Champions League football here for a couple of years, to win a Champions League medal, I have to go somewhere else. Yeah. And you yeah. can see it happening. No, um, definitely. So it's... It's saved them a lot. I was looking forward to watching them at fucking Glanford Park and all in League Two. Yeah, sound mate. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that's ever going to happen. I don't think that would have happened. Nah, um, I don't think it would have. I'll, I'll be honest. I think um, Manchester City now. I'd love to be a fly on the wall in that boardroom. Yeah, in the It'd summer. Be interesting. To oh see well, what and, I'm not going to say in the summer. In the off season, I'd love to be a fly on the wall. To see who they're going to go for, because I tell you now, City can really smash it now because of what's been going on with the COVID. FIFA have already said that they're going to relax the FFP ruling to give clubs an, a chance to be able to go into the market for players. They're going to have to because the because financially the world has changed, so they will have to relax things because obviously some of the smaller clubs have not been earning any money and they've been paying out a lot of wages. Well, no business, which is what football is at the end of the day, can survive like that. And obviously with the stringent rules of um, financial fair play, mm. it'll be so difficult for this to happen for the for the next few seasons. Um, so some of the bigger teams will benefit from it. I think Man City will be one of them. But you... Um, you never know, they might spend a load of money on a load of rubbish players, hopefully. I saw someone on Facebook the other day, and it was something to do with, could Gabriel Jesus replace Aguero? No. No. I'd, love for, I'd love for him to do it. I would. But I really he, rate him. He's not, he's not Aguero standard. No. But, don't forget that since Manchester City bought Gabriel Jesus... He's been living in Aguero's shadow. Yeah. So I will say that to start with. So like, do you reckon City needs a new striker to yeah, back up Aguero? Yeah, of course they do. So who do you go for? That's very hard to try and give you a player off the top of my head, Sam. Like Manchester City will have scouts in every corner of the planet, so I, what, God knows who they're going to actually look for. I reckon if City fought properly, I reckon they're going for that Jovic from Real Madrid. Not because I think he could no. play. I reckon he could play Pep's style of play. No, I don't think they'll no. go for him. He's not. You wouldn't go for someone who's had such a poor season at Madrid. Madrid will want a lot of money still for him. Yeah, the, the, how much to play for? High as anything, yeah. they will not give a play. I mean. 
So, yeah, it's, um, I, I agree. I don't think Jovic is the player for them. I think Man City will have their scouts out there throughout the season trying to find the next man. But I don't think he is... He is going to fill Aguero's shoes if and when Aguero does leave. I think he's a very good player. Whether Aguero leaving would make it him better, I doubt it. Um, he will still get them goals though. So if Aguero currently obviously injured, um, mm. you know they're, they're still scoring. Could you see Griezmann there? Question that, that. This is a serious question. Um, Could you see Griezmann giving you say? giving you a quick answer? No. No. No, I don't think so. Now Barcelona have got the claws on him. They're not going to let him go anywhere for a, a small amount of money. But now you've got to think Coutinho's winning back there now. Do you reckon they'll loan him out? Or do you reckon they'll sell him now? <sighs> to be honest, I don't really think Barcelona... I don't I don't really think Barcelona will either To be fair, Barcelona have pretty much put everybody up for sale apart from Ter Stegen, Messi and De Jong. Oh, yeah, that was They have... Yeah, I don't want to spend too long on that, but what I will say, they've allowed, they've done the same thing what AC Milan did. They've allowed their team to age and not replace them. Their youth academy, they're making a lot of mistakes at youth level. They've let three of their best players, best prospects out of La Masia, go for nothing. So, Barcelona, to me, sinking ship. Um, Moving on, Wolves versus Everton. Sunday, 12 o'clock kickoff. <clears throat> Again, another dry as anything result. Uh, <laughs> you, was the, you was the closest one, Adam, saying 2-0. Me and Sam was horrendously wrong, as per usual. Um, you said 2-0. Yeah. Well, I'll wrap this one up fairly quickly because I think that Wolves just did what they had to do. They didn't, they, yeah, they won. It wasn't an absolutely stunning performance. I did watch the highlights. I saw the goals. They were decent goals, but they didn't have to work too hard. I Have any of you seen Pickford's error? Yeah. Fuck me. I don't think Pickford is doing himself any, fa- no. any favours. I'm telling you now, Nick Pope is knocking on Southgate's door and saying, I want that number one spot. Well, I would be looking to either Nick Pope or Henderson. One of the two. I've always said, I've said Henderson. I think Henderson may be a, little, a step too soon, maybe. I think he needs another season in the top league to prove it. But I would United, definitely. Um, thing is, I mean, if Man United are going to let him go out on loan again, well, he's not going to be sold, Sam. No, I can, I can well, tell you now. Man United, no, Man United, Man United will sell not him. sell him at all. It's whether he himself would be happy. Exactly, sitting on the bench. sitting on the bench. Whether Man United see his progression better sitting on the bench, we don't know. Um, I'd like to see him. I would love to see him in Sheffield. Yeah, yeah, no, from, from what I've seen, and this is. Like obviously different forums, different websites looking at well, people that are supposed to be in the know, if you can call it that. Hend- the plan is for Henderson to go out on loan again next year, and then the year after he will be between the sticks. But United will not sell him. No, won't sell him because he's a prospect. Not a chance. But it's exciting for Man United fans, England fans. It's for England fans. I would love to see him in England's number one. I would love to see him. I rate him so much. I do. Cool. I rate yeah. Dean Henderson so much. Yeah, but yeah, Wolves obviously winning and some, you know, putting their mark on trying to get into the European spot um, as they did do this year. And again, another good, well put together team. Um, looking forward to to seeing them next season. To be mm. Should we move on? Yes. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Aston Villa, Crystal Palace. Now, I know obviously. We're going the same as all the others. We didn't get any points on this one, 
But I was quite interested to see the results that we'd actually said on the predictor. I said 2-1 Crystal Palace. Definitely horrendously wrong. You and Sam both said 0-0 ads. And it ended up 2-0 Aston Villa. Yeah. Good result. Um, I didn't see um, any hope of many goals in this game, to be honest. I thought it was going to be a usual watching BT Sport and Chris Sutton having the 0-0 as he usually always does. (laughs) That's great. Winges about it. Um, (laughs) That's brilliant. I love that. Two goals for, for Villa. Again, a, a team that are down in the bottom, fighting for for staying in the league, and they've won. You know, this week, this week, you know, all of, all the teams that have been in that really precarious position have all got the same points. So it's not. It's, we've got now one less game. There's more pressure on. Um, obviously, Norwich are, are now gone. But yeah, it makes it even more interesting. And because the bottom teams did well, it's now dragged Brighton down, having yeah. lost to Man City, into that scuffle at the bottom. Big three points up for Villa. Massive yeah, three massive. Points. I think it makes the race against relegation very, very interesting. I mean, now. I want them to go down to Castle. Um, and obviously, we're going to get on to in a couple in a couple of ones. To, um, so couple I can't of games get my time. Words out. Couple of games time, we're going to get into the other team down there fighting with Villa. But, yeah, massive result for Villa. Have you seen the um, goal that got disallowed? Um, for? Uh, Palace. No, I haven't. That could have changed the game, to be fair. If Palace have, have managed to uh, to grab a goal, it could have changed things. Um, obviously, there was a sending off in that game, but it was right at the death, shall we say. Um but I don't know as the outcome would have been that much different. No. Um, mind. No. I think Palace, they're, they're safe. And I think they're just in cruise mode yeah. at the minute. Um, which I think will disappoint Hodgson as well. Because he's not the type of manager to kind of let things slip. He wants his teams to play the same every week. I don't think he's going to be happy with what's going on there at the minute because they look like they've taken... Well, they haven't even taken the foot... They've like got out of the car. Not even taken the foot off the pedal. Um, half of them look like they're on the beach now, to be honest. I've seen that a few times. <laughs> yeah, it, it can't be helped, but it is going to be expected with these, with these last few games, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, three more games to go. Yeah, three more to cover. North London Derby. Probably one of the worst North London derbies Shit I've game. seen in local memory, or it, recent memory, should I say. Do you know what mate? Fair, fair play to Arsenal, because it was all Arsenal. It was. Tottenham just got two lucky goals. Well, I think we've spoke about Mourinho on the pod before, and if you needed a perfect example of what a Mourinho team does, there it is. Yeah. Team was bang average. Shit. Pretty boring. much the whole entirety of the game. Score a goal from a set piece... And off the back of a mistake. Um, good Shock. finish by Son. It I love. Yeah, I, it I really, really rate Hunmin Song. In fact, I would actually go as far as saying I wish United had gone for him because he's exactly the kind of player that we didn't. Obviously, I'm not going to get on to that too much. But Son, really good finish. He's been good. one of my favourite players this season. Um, watching the highlights of the game again, Arsenal 
really being victims of the poor defence. It is defence. How many times? And we're not just talking about three games. We're not even talking about three years. We're talking about about 10, 15 years worth of problems that have never, ever been solved. You would be going mad, wouldn't you? I've never sorted it. Can you imagine if you was paying all that money to go watch Arsenal? The first thing that they should do is drop season ticket prices because I'm telling you now, I won't be paying that money to go watch Arsenal. They are a lot of money and they're not, you know, they've spent money improving areas that were good. You know, they have brought in defenders. How Mustafi is as highly rated or highly sought after as he is. I mean, that slide tackle... Right, I was literally... <laughs> right, you took the word. What the... Was he doing? Can it we just say... like you were playing FIFA. What's he you, doing? You pressed the wrong button and you just slid in miles away from anything and, and that's it. What uh, was he doing? Oh, I... It's embarrassing. I, was, I would I go Actually, up. I'm not kidding you, Sam. Sorry, mate, but... It made my skin crawl... I was cringing for him. I thought, can you imagine? Like, I could just see meme after meme after meme. I was coming laughing. Out of that. I was pissing myself laughing. Thing is, right, the guy is stealing a living for Arsenal. He's not good enough. Stokes, David Louise! David Louise is stealing a living for what he's doing. And there, you two first choice centre. Oh out. my god. And then you've got Socrates that's on the bench. Who's not really any better. No! <laughs> Look, I, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say. Arsenal could be in serious, serious bother if they don't... Well, I could have said this 10 They're years fucked, ago. They're fucked, mate. Arsenal are fucked. They are not making Europa League this season. Because of their defence. Well, no, I think that's fairly obvious, mate. But what what I'm going to say is I think if they don't start addressing them problems... Because they ain't getting any better, mate. They are. I don't care what anybody says. Arteta might have made it a little bit... Well, <laughs> in, in a fashion, a little bit harder to beat. They're still losing. Wrong manager, in my opinion, mate. I'm not gonna. I won't. I won't say that just yet. I think you've got to give him time. I think the guy's got the brain for it. And when you've been learning off someone like Pep Guardiola, you, you've got to have picked up something along the way. But I do fear for him, just because he's been thrusted into a job that's a poison chalice. Yeah, it is. Arsenal is a tough job. Arsene Wenger had it for that long. Um, and it went stale control. with him. Yeah. And it went stale with him. Um, it's it's a time for a lot of teams at the minute where new managers, new regimes. It's going to take a while. Um, and it's just going to have to be one of them. Let's see what happens to him in the transfer window and yeah, take it on they for need, they next, need, next season. They need new centre half, and I like we, we've said it plenty. Of yeah, times, but how but many ta- how many years? Not even how many times? No. How many years have people have been like, saying every that? year? And it's not got any. Yeah, every year, and nobody addresses it. But no. not really that's that Arsenal. Yeah, that is just Arsenal football. Typical club. Arsenal. Now. The next game, <laughs> moving on to Banana Bournemouth. For us, for us can, I, can, I, can I take over this one, please? Because my, my boss is a fan. Fine. <laughs> Fuck you, Lester, you cunts! That's all. He gave me shit when we lost 5 0 to City, so that's his own fault. I know he listens to these, so. Fuck you, Lester, you fucking deserved it. You're not getting top four, you've got no fans, you're a waste of time. Let's carry you on. are a fool, good night. Yes, carry on. Um, <laughs> I can only apologise for that outburst, everybody. <laughs> Um, look, I didn't expect it, and I definitely didn't expect Dom Solanke to get two goals. I thought I was more likely to play professional football than him score two. Imagine the odds for him to score two against Leicester. Another one of those bets you should have placed, Sam. Yeah. You never did. You just didn't (laughs) grow the cojones. I think what cost Leicester that game, though, mate, is that sending off. If any of you send the red card, 
Well, it's needless. It is, there is no, no need, need for, it. for it. If we did that on Sunday, Willow would be. He would have our pants down. It's, it's, it's a red card. It is a red card because it's not just. He's actually kicked him. Yeah. He's actually kicked out at him in the back of the net. And I listened to something earlier, and it was saying, "Oh, he threw him to the ground." No, he didn't throw him to the ground. He kicked him. Like you can see him thrust his leg out towards him. It doesn't matter whether you make co- at the end of the day you've gone out. It's improper conduct. Yeah, it's improper conduct. It's a red card. There's no need for it. You know, no. it's well serious foul play, improper conduct, whichever way you want to look at it. It's a red card, mate. And I feel because Soyuncu has been really consistent this year, and he's been one of the bright sparks for Leicester's season. But things like that, Brendan Rodgers won't have been happy with that. Bring, bringing him in, getting rid of Maguire. They've got the probably what at the minute could probably be seen as the better yeah. end of the bargain. Got yeah. a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong, Harry Maguire's a good player and if it had stayed him and soon she would have been classed together. Money United came in with a lot of money and you probably would have and it, uh, as a player like Harry Maguire you'd jump at the chance to go and play yeah. for Money yeah. United. Oh yeah. But Bournemouth obviously seized the opportunity there down at the bottom fighting again. They've managed to to get three points and drag themselves Along with everyone else down there, all yeah. four home teams won as well. Sunday. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, very true. Um, just going to the predictor, you well, me and Sam both said two nil Leicester. You said three nil Leicester. I was happy though for Bournemouth to see that performance because, as a football club, I, I, I really like Eddie Howe. I think he's a very level-headed guy, very clever, very knowledgeable football person. You know, the guy's got a bit of class about him. I do believe that. He's had a rough year this year with Bournemouth. This is the hardest year they've had since they came into the Premier League. They've been in it, what, five or six years now? Yeah. Um, they've had a rough year. It's been tough on them, but um, I think he'll uh, sit down in pre-season and, uh, and hopefully get things sorted. A couple of signings. Yeah. And, you know, they're not, a, they're not a bad team. I just think that they've not played particularly great. No. I think they've struggled. I think... With a squad their size and because of the players that they've had missing, David Brooks being one of them, Callum Wilson usually gets an injury a season. You see, you're looking at Wilson thinking, right, he's a good player, he's a goal scorer, but they can't keep him on the pitch enough. Josh King's been missing for large parts of the season. Yeah. You know, people like, but teams like Bournemouth can't afford to have players like that missing. They're, they're t- you know, that's the size of club that needs them to play every week. Yes. For them Same to have team a chance. every week, and they're fine. You get a few injuries, and this is this is the yeah, this is the problem, this isn't is it? Problem. This problem. is what happens. Um, yeah. Again, wrong on the predictor. Was mate. Moving on to the last game, we're going to spend about roughly 10, 15 seconds on this one. Yeah, uh, I'll spend a few minutes on this one. No, Man United against Southampton last night, eight pm kickoff. Well. Bottled it, mate, I think. Yeah. Well, um, I, I predicted 4-2 for Man United. They've scored so many goals in these last few games. We thought, between the, the three of us, Southampton always looking like they're going to get a goal. With Danny Ings in form, um, you know, and the, 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 the quality that he has got around him, to be fair, um, they've been playing some good football. I expected Man United to, to win. Um, obviously, um, Michael Obafemi with a... 96th minute uh, equaliser. <laughs> yeah, I think... Ruining Reese's life. Yeah, yes, yeah. Um, a pretty bad week already. It just got worse. Did you see the um, game, by the way, mate? I did. Oh, that's good then. Um, I think United didn't play as well as what we have done recently. I'll take a point. It's disappointing because 
With us having such a big chance to really get into the top four and make a mark on it, what really pissed me off last night was the defending... Look, Southampton are a capable team. They've Definitely. beat Manchester City last yeah. weekend. So they know that, you know, they've gone to Anfield and played well. They've given Liverpool a good game at home. You know, they've took points off Arsenal this year. What annoys me and what really pissed me off was that corner last night. for what all is the McGuire goal. doing? It's not just that though, Sam. It was the whole thing leading up to it. Manage the game a bit better. Look, United have improved and I'm happy with how we're going at the minute because even from where we was, you know, November, December, to where we are now is a miracle, really, that we've played so well since... I mean, we was getting better before lockdown as well. Yeah. Uh, in the Watford game that we, you know, that we won at, at Old Trafford when there was fans in the ground. We did play, We were starting to play better. It looked like the team was clicking but there was something last night that thought we're not there yet. There's a lot left to do. If you know, United need another defender, in my opinion. The thing is, a few signings. We've got someone not long off. A bit of a rest. A bit of a group together. And you know, Man United are one of the biggest teams in the world, and I'm sure that they will recover from it. And it's another situation where a manager's been in there a long time. They've had a few managers in a short spell, and it's just disrupted things and hopefully Ollie's seen as being the man that will take them forwards yeah. and um, and hopefully we'll see some I think you, I can, I think you can take Man United forward yeah. I do he just needs the right team yeah, to take them forward you see I'm going to I'm going to call you out on something here Sam because I remember you saying to me a few months ago just before lockdown started Solskjaer is not the man to take United forward well this just proves how quickly things can turn around in football 100% I've always sat on the fence on it and I've always said that United need someone who knows the club, who genuinely cares for it, will be given the time by the fans as as well, because I know a lot of fans that was getting on Solskjaer's back. I've seen so many fans forums, podcasts, interviews, that was absolutely slating him to the hill and back. And I always sat on the fence and I said, give him time. Yep. Rome wasn't built in a day. And I say the same for Arteta at Arsenal. And anybody that steps into a job, at the end of the day, you need time. You can't do things overnight. Nope. Solskjaer has proved, if you get given time, you can get the squad together, get everybody pulling and singing off the same hymn sheet, it does work. The guy's proved it. You know, we had a really rough patch at the start of the season going up towards Christmas. It was rough. It was rough as a club for United. There was a lot of pissed off people, including me. I was pissed off that we weren't playing very well and that we... We was garbage at points. But if you give somebody time, this is what happens. Yeah. You just turn things around. Yeah, they're definitely getting better. Um, and there's a lot of good young players coming through, mixing into the squad. Bruno Fernandes, um, again, what a player. Different yeah. level. Um, different gravy. different well, level to everybody else. Yeah. So, yeah, I think good things coming, mate. Yeah, I hope so, mate. I really hope so. Um, right, are we on to the next few games predictions? I think, well, hmm, I'm not sure. Uh, if I'm honest, I don't think we've got enough time, if I'm honest. No. Hmm. Should we just wrap it up there? Yeah. Yeah, we'll wrap it up there, but we will, uh, we will get we'll chance get, to do we will our get predictions out this week. in the next one. Um, massive thank you to our sponsor, 
Six Media. Yeah. We will leave a link in the description box below. Anything to add, gents? No. Just excited for the next few podcasts. I am. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I've been enjoying these. Good stuff to come. Um, nice way of feedback from people as well. Yeah, we'll be getting page. some really good feedback again, which we always seem to do on the channel, which is really appreciated. Um, if you guys haven't got anything left to say, I guess I we can wrap right up there, there, mate. Just yeah. thank you very much, Adam, for yeah. being part of the team. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for Adam jumping on board, and we'll look forward to hearing from you again soon. All right. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks very much. Au revoir. Evening. <laughs>